0: good evening ladies and gentlemen liverpool have just beaten aston villa by three goals to one away from home at villa park before we get into it obviously anyone watching uh i hope and trust that you all had an amazing christmas with your family friends however you decided to celebrate it and um yeah i wish you know you you and your family good health good spirits and uh a happy new year as well, because I think 2022 has been, again, not not a great year uh, for many reasons. Um, but I think the main important thing is to look at the positives, look at what you have achieved this year, look at what, you know, new connections you've made or friendships, relationships, all that kind of stuff. And just, yeah, just think of those things rather than the cost of living crisis and, you know, all of the, the horrible stuff that's going on in the world right now. But I really hope that you guys had the best of Christmases with your family, friends and loved ones. And like I say, um, I don't know if we'll do a stream before the new year. Actually, when do we play Leicester? Yeah, it's the 30th, isn't it? So we probably will. But anyway, I'm waffling. Liverpool have beaten Aston Villa by three goals to one away from home at Villa Park. Now, the last time you guys heard me speak, um, I was with Shigs, and his connection was absolutely shocking. So I don't know how good the, the podcast was, but it's just me on my own today. Hopefully my connection is good and we can have a back-to-back direct conversation with me in the chat. It's just me on my own. So we are going to talk about everything in the game, how tough it was at points, um, how good certain players were, they set the goal, as Kevin says in the chat. We're going to cover everything. And courtesy of that, we are going to be looking at this graphic, uh, which is produced by Sofascore. Um, It's just a, a very good visual representation of the lineup so we can see um exactly what was going down but first of all let me get into your comments uh the guys that are here dows is showing up very early on as he always does big up yourself mate um how are we mate hope you had a boss kiss with the family you too mate you too um man was good yeah pretty quiet compared to normal uh usually we have parties and um go out on meals and stuff but i feel like everyone's just been ill this christmas so uh, more quiet, more laid back, but that was nice. You know, that's sometimes a nicer way to do things. But um, yeah, you too, mate. I hope you've had a good a good one. Uh, Kevin says, besetic the beast. We're going to get on to him in just a minute. But Kevin, thank you for uh, jumping in the stream again, mate. Hope you are good. And Gomez was world-class when he came in, in my opinion. I think Gomez was okay. <sighs> I think, yeah. I think he was just okay, myself. But let's talk about the game. And if I have to, like, burp or whatever every now and again it's Christmas guys I have consumed a decent amount of beer um, especially in that game at times flipping heck I felt like going to crack open another one the way it was going especially when there's only 2-1 and they just scored but um, drink responsibly as he says whilst cracking open a hey, uh this one is um, passion fruit and orange but guys there are other cider brands available i am not sponsored sadly but copperberg if you're watching this on a very unlikely event dm us that's all i'll say um quickly before we talk about the game smash that like button and subscribe we're on the road to 250 subscribers we are on uh 232 i believe um so yeah we're making our way there slowly but surely Um, i'm actually looking for a coaster here it is because i got a new desk for christmas you guys might have noticed the setups a bit different. I've got a massive desk now so I can like spread out. I'm not just cramped up in a little space Um, and I don't want to mark it. So I've got a Costa for my copperberg. I am waffling. Let's get on with things. Let's talk about the game. Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Well, where do we start? Um, A tough start, to be honest. It was a very tough start and this has been the theme of Liverpool so far this season. Um, Starting the first half and starting the second half has been very difficult and this game was exactly the same. We couldn't quite get the um, domination that we were looking for. We couldn't quite put a a stamp on the game in the first few minutes. But then I think, uh, what minute did Salah score? It was the fifth, wasn't it? It was relatively early on. But before that, Villa were having a few chances. And then after Salah scored, they had a few chances as well. It didn't ever seem for me like we were comfortable in the game. Even though Salah did score in the fifth, for me, I felt like Villa were always in the game. And that was a theme for me for the whole duration. So when we were one nil up, I felt they were still in the game. And then when we were 2-0 up and they scored to go 2-1, like they were even more in the game because they were pushing and we were, especially in the second half, started really poorly. And yeah, it just felt like a goal is going to change and swing this game. And that's what it did, really. Um, the scoreline... Some people might argue that that's quite um, harsh on Aston Villa losing 3-1 in that game because I thought Villa were very good. Um, Again, I thought we were really good in spells, but yeah, it wasn't a complete perfect performance that the scoreline would suggest. That's what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, Salah's goal, uh, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. You see that pocket of space where Chunt picks up the ball. He plays that unbelievable pass to Andy Robertson, which um, very few right-backs in world football can play, to be honest. And then uh, Robertson, brilliant ball into the box and Salah's there. Um, There were two things I, I could take away from that goal that I was really happy with. And just in moments of the game, really, I thought Trent was a lot more like himself today. Obviously, he didn't get a direct assist, but he was causing problems. And defensively, I thought he was good as well. He um, put some really good tackles in. There was that one in the box where, you know what? Amazon did him really dirty. The Amazon commentator said it was clumsy defending from Alexander-Arnold. Now, I don't want to point fingers and say that they've got agendas, but if that's Kyle Walker, or if that's Reese James, or if that's anyone else, I think they're saying that's exceptional defending from the right back. But Trent Alexander-Arnold does it. Last-ditch tackle in the box because he's not, you know, a last-ditch tackle kind of player. It's clumsy defending, it was an absolute beautifully timed perfection uh tackle and probably saved as a goal to be honest, because they were they they were causing so many problems. But I thought Trent defensively obviously there was a few lapses in concentration with the whole back four, not just Trent. Uh, but again, I was I was very happy with his performance today. I thought um, well, let's look at the stats because he, he did get a 7.7, which is a decent rating. Um uh, he made one clearance, one interception, two tackles, uh, three ground duels he won out of four, one aerial duel he won, um, pass accuracy 77%, key passes two, crosses two out of three. So very decent game from Trent, very solid, just all round good, like just good. You know what I mean? Trent's been poor in a lot of games this season. So when he's just being good, that's fine. That's a step in the right direction. And like I say, that ball that he played from um, midfield to Robertson for the opening goal, world class. And if he doesn't play that pass, we don't get that goal in that moment. So um, I think he did more than enough today, to be honest, um, to contribute to the team. I don't know why it's not. Let me look at the, the stats again. Uh, but that was the first goal, Salah getting in on the score sheet very early on then second the second goal was Virgil van Dijk. Um now this is this is interesting because I thought it was going to be own goal when I look back at it it takes a deflection but obviously I think it's gone down as Virgil's goal. It must have gone down because I've not heard anything else about it. Um I'm going to watch it now to refresh my memory. You uh, guys because I don't want to get copyright struck but a brilliant ball from Trent again right into the danger zone and then um it's like pinged off three or four Villa defenders Salah plays it back into Virgil van Dijk and then it's just a brilliant volley from Verge. um who you know what like I've always said he should be getting more goal contributions because of his height his presence his domination in the box I feel like he needs to be getting more goal contributions um and today that volley was absolutely sensational that the strike the way he hit with the ball but you know, that wasn't the most impressive point of Virgil's performance for me, and I think these ratings have done him slightly dirty to be honest because he was my man of the match. Um, I know Amazon for some reason gave it Darwin, and we'll get on to Darwin in a bit, but Virgil van Dyke was my man of the match, and I just thought he was he was Virgil van Dyke today again. So, what I said about Trent a minute ago like, there's been a lot of games this season where you're looking at Virgil and you're thinking, what on earth happened to him, but today. For whatever reason, Virgil van Dijk was dominant. He was so calm, composed, relaxed on the ball, and nobody got past him. Uh, we'll look at the stats now. Uh, Clemens is nine, interceptions two. He didn't even have to make a tackle. Uh, Ariel Duj won one, two out of two. Um, I just thought he was absolutely dominant, and on the ball you can see he barely put a foot wrong with his passing. Um It was just Virgil van Dijk today, really. And that performance filled me with confidence that he can be that monster that he has always been for us, really. Um, We've not... I've personally never been, like worried about him and his form and apart from his injury which other people have which is fair enough but I've always still seen the quality in Virgil van Dijk. He is the greatest defender I've ever seen at Liverpool, hands down. Um one of the best of this era in this generation. So for me, it was really good team play like that today. It was really good team get his goal as well. Um because I think he's in he scored two goals this season so far. Um I think that was his second so he was my man of the match let me know who your man of the match was in the comments guys and we'll talk about that in a moment as well um but yeah that that was a, a really nice goal from Verge and then Ollie Watkins you know like I said I never felt like okay this game is done now we are in complete control Ollie Watkins makes it 2-1 and just immediately Villa are back in the game and this is the, this is my problem with Liverpool this season right Liverpool of old would kill games off. If we went two goals ahead normally in a, like 1819 or 1920, even last season, I know we a couple of games we we did lose a lead, but um most of the time I would be convinced at 2-0 that the game's pretty much done. But now with this version of Liverpool that we're seeing this season, especially in this game, this was a prime example of it. I didn't really feel like this game was done and Ollie Watkins obviously makes it 2-1 um, in the 58th minute, I think it was. And the ball from uh, Douglas Louise is exceptional. It's an unbelievable pass from Douglas Luiz. Uh, he just whacks it into the back post and only Watkins rises up between Alexandre Arnold and Matip. I personally think that was Matip's man, to be honest. I have to say it was, I, I thought it was Joe Matip's man um, and not Trent's. But um, it's a poor goal to concede, to be honest. There's two of them marking regardless of whose man it was. I don't think Collie Watkins has any right to win the ball in that area, especially not score. And then the final goal, before we just get on to performances in general, Stefan uh, What moment was, yeah, was This is the moment he would have dreamt of scoring his first goal for Liverpool. So Gomez plays a brilliant ball straight over the top to Darwin Nunes, who takes a good touch, uh, keeps it alive by trying to put it across the danger zone, which, again, he's doing exceptionally. That's one thing that Darwin's really good at. Getting the ball, making that run, first of all, busting a gut to get it, and then he just whacks it into the danger zone. The keeper gets a touch on it, and then it falls to... Uh, who did it fall to? Let me just see this quickly. And then it falls to, uh, well, Harvey Elliott running for it, and then Becetic somehow takes it around the keeper and calmly finishes it. And this is like, This was big because we want to see Basetic play games and we know exactly what sort of midfielder he is. He's not really been, for me, (laughs) ever questioned about goal scoring or getting goal contributions. So, again, it was really nice to see, really special for him to get his goal and the goal to secure. And it was just a huge relief once he put that in the back of the net because at that point, I was thinking, yeah, this game's done now. They ain't going to come back from here. Um, But Really, really good. Um, And he looks like a really good player. Obviously, very raw, needs to polish up on a couple of his attributes. But um, for me, he's looking like a, a talent. And do we want to see him play week in, week out? Should we rely on him? Should we think, OK, we've got Baycetik now. We don't need a midfielder in January. No, absolutely not. We should still invest. We should still bring somebody in. But Stefan it with the um, the guidance of Tiago and Fabinho, he could go on to be a really good player for us. And, you know, I, I'm interested to see uh, where his potential is and where his ceiling is. Because right now, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue how good he is or how good he can be. I need to see him more often. So, But what I have seen, he looks like a very good talent. And... Yeah, let's see what happens with him. I'm going to the Wolves game on the 7th of Jan in the FA Cup. I hope he starts because I really want to watch him live in the flesh, start a game of football to get a better understanding of what he does and how good he can be. So, yeah, they're the goals at least. Let's talk about performances. Let's go through each player one by one. Um, they've given Alisson a 7.4. Uh, didn't even have too many saves to make. I think the best save he made was an offside one anyway. But obviously he didn't know that himself. Um, So, again, Alisson's just always alert, always switched on, always ready for, you know, to jump into action when he needs to be. Uh, Very unfortunate not to get a clean sheet today, to be fair, because that goal, I I said it before, it should have been avoided. Um, There's 2v1 at the back post. I think one of them has to command it and take control. So, Alisson, unfortunately, didn't get a clean sheet, but he didn't really have anything to do, wasn't at fault for either of the goals, for their goals, sorry, not either of the goals. But, um, yeah, just just a whatever, bug-standard goalkeeping performance. Let's take a sip of me, Copperberg, before I carry on. And before I carry on, guys, make sure you follow us on social media. Um, there is a spelling mistake in that, so I'm going to change that now. In fact... Completely wrong we're not rambling reds on instagram anymore we are all things red pod there we go all right make sure you're following us on social media guys full rebrand coming soon um we're going to be changing the channel name literally tomorrow or the day after it's because YouTube of you can't change your name after, until a certain amount of time so um after tomorrow i'll be able to rebrand everything so we are going to be called all things red and in the next stream i will start um the whole thing off by confirming that So, yeah, make sure you follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram. You can also get this podcast on Spotify and Apple. We're going to be uploading back on today, just like we used to. And, uh, yeah, make sure you're following us on every platform. I'm also starting to upload um, more graphics. I'm getting into graphic stuff myself. Let me just show you guys one thing that I have been, that I made, which I was quite proud, to be fair. Let me just remove this so you guys can see it. I made this that's that's something that I made which I was very happy with so um if you can see it so make sure you follow us on Instagram so much like new stuff going up on there I made a Merry Christmas gift I hope no one texts me whilst I'm showing you guys my screen there we go look at that so make sure you're following us on there for all sorts of content uh predicted lineup as well I got it completely wrong but that was my predicted lineup from yesterday so make sure you're following us on Instagram guys and you might get a cheeky follow back you never know um anyway. Where were we? Let's talk about the back four. Robertson and Trent, I was very pleased with their performance today. Uh, Again, I I mentioned earlier, there was a couple moments where the whole team was kind of sleeping and slacking, but I don't think you could directly point the finger at either of those. Um, I, I was very happy, especially Robertson. Robertson was immense today. You know, just bombing forward, up and down all game long. More like a like prime Andy Robertson I'm not saying he's fallen out of his prime because I don't think he has I just think he's had a a couple of like really not I don't know like let me know what you guys think of Andy Robertson because a lot of people and I'm not one of those were saying that Simicash should be our left back and that Robertson's completely fell off I never thought he completely fell off I thought he was still a great player still a great player in there but obviously just not as good as he has been and that's just normal, to be fair. As you get older, when you're relying on your pace and your power, like to just bomb up and down all game long, there's going to be a point where you kind of start to lose that a bit. And I feel like Robertson just kind of got to a point where it felt like he was going that way. But then he drops a performance like today. And you're thinking, this guy is still in the conversation best left back in the world. Because today he was absolutely immense and I was very proud of him and very pleased with the, the way he played today. Um, same with Trent, I... Again, I think he may have let himself down in a couple moments, but, you know, especially in the first half, I thought he was brilliant. The two centre-backs, I've already said my piece, on Virgil van Dijk. I thought he was my man of the match, Um, and Joel Matip, I thought, was decent as well. Uh, Those two are just brilliant together, and I know we've got Ibu Kanate coming back, and there's another conversation there about who should start next to Virgil van Dijk. Um, Should it be Ibu? Should it be Matip? But then Matip drops a performance like that, and you think, okay, Matip's still here. Like We're all saying because of how good Ibu is at such a young age that he should be the starting centre-back, and it's the Virgil van Dijk. But Matip's like, hello, I'm still here. Like I can still perform like this. So, yeah, the, if he can stay fit, then we've got amazing centre-back options. Uh, you look at Gomez as well, who I haven't rated this season at centre-back. I think right-back he's done a lot better. But... um yeah Virgil and Matic the Champions League winning centre-back duo of course and um, just brilliant defenders both of them really really pleased whenever they play to be fair the midfield three now this is an interesting one because everyone knows my opinion on Thiago Alcantara we'll start with him but I thought he was the worst of the three today I really did Um, just never really seemed to get in the game to be honest and I feel like in those tougher, those grittier away games, Thiago Alcantara can often struggle because I feel like this is the kind of football he's not been used to. I I could be completely wrong, but there just seems to be a few of these kind of games away from home where it's not us having 70% of the ball and it's like back and forth football, we have the ball, then they have the ball, then we have a million chances, then they have a million chances. And Thiago kind (sighs) of... Sometimes, like not, he doesn't do this often at all. This is not me saying that he does this in every tough away game, but a few of these games, he has these these games where he just doesn't play well. And I, today, today was just one of those games for me where Thiago just didn't play well. Um, and that's not me, you know, slandering the guy because that's real. If you've been watching this channel for a long time, you'll know my thoughts on Thiago Alcantara. He's the best midfielder I've seen at this uh, football club since like Gerard Alonzo, uh, and it's probably him. So um, technically, and with his ability, at least he's up there as the best. But I feel like in these kind of games, he does struggle a bit. And today, I I wasn't impressed with his performance whatsoever. The two guys next to him, though, I thought Fabinho was probably the best of the three. Um, And Henderson was okay. Still like a few moments where I thought, Henderson, why have you done that? Why have you tried to pass there? Why have you shot there? But that's just Jordan Henderson. That's what you're going to get. Um, But I think a lot of people said it from Fabinho's performance against Man City in the week that he was looking good again. And that's a positive because I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I've said that I think Fabinho's done at this level, at the highest level. I could be wrong. He could make me, you know, look like a mug with egg on my face. And I want to be proved wrong by Fabinho. I really want him to say, Ben, you're an idiot. What are you doing? You don't know anything about football. I'm still one of the best. That is what I want because a lot of people have an agenda against a football player and when that football player continues to do whatever they've been accused of and get onto agendas about a certain player in a moment, um, you know, they, they, they're happy and they take to Twitter, they jump on spaces and they're like, oh, look, people tried to tell me about this guy. Oh, they said I've got agendas and all of that. But, like, at the end of the day, I want to be proved wrong by these players. Like, if I have a problem with a player at Liverpool, there's nothing that I would want more for that player to prove me wrong. And Fabinho's been the best DM at Liverpool since Mascherano. And just this season and last season, for me, I feel like there's been a big drop-off since 1819 and 1920. And again, that is just normal. You know, for him to just play at that level for his whole career would be absurd. But, um... Yeah, Fabinho today and against City are much, much better. And that might be because of the guys he's playing with. You know, again, no slander to Harvey Elliott. Everyone knows how much I rate Harvey Elliott that knows me. But does he have that dog in him, that, you know, role where Fabinho can go forward a bit and rely on the guy next to him? Does Harvey have that in his locker? Maybe not now. Maybe he will in the future, but Jordan Henson definitely does. and. I think when you want to see the best of Fabinho, you have to have that powerful you know, partner next to him who can run up and down, who has got the legs. And again, the questions have been asked over Henderson as to has he got that anymore? A hundred percent. But today I think Fabinho and Henderson worked together really well. Um, and again, it was really positive to see Fabinho come out and play like that after he's faced such scrutiny from me, myself, and a lot of the fan base this season, especially. Um, because. Yeah, like I say, there's nothing more that I want for him to prove me wrong. Um, but let me just say, just um, quickly, we still need to go and sign somebody to like rotate with him in January. We definitely need a Sofian and Amrabat or Moises Caicedo <laughs> or somebody like that. That is a fact. Um, so no matter how good these guys play, my opinion on that hasn't changed, and I hope the club doesn't change their opinion too. So let's finish off with the front three. Uh, Outside Chamberlain, mm, just. Just Oxley-Chamberlain is what he is. I don't particularly rate him. There was a big call for him to play on the wing today. Um, Obviously, with Firmino out, I think that was always going to be likely. Even though in my lineup, I thought that Firmino was going to be back today, but he wasn't. So that just leaves Oxley-Chamberlain and Ben Doak as our wide players with Mo Salah. So um, it is what it is. I expected that performance from Oxley-Chamberlain. I don't really you know, expect much from him to be honest, no matter where he plays centre mid on the wing, whatever. Um he's not good enough for Liverpool. He should probably leave. I hope he does leave and I think he will leave. So that's literally all I have to say about Oscar Chamberlain. Just a very, very average football player in 2022. We'll save Darwin until last. Let's talk about Salah. Yeah. Um Salah very lively today. In and all the action. Um creating, scoring Yeah, just a really good performance from Mo Salah. And I think, obviously, if we're going to charge for top four or whatever you guys think the ambition is for this team now, I think it's important that we get Mo Salah in tip-top condition. And today, again, just like the other, it's a promising performance from Mo Salah for me. Um, Looking a lot better and a lot sharper. Also, after his post about Christmas, you get these idiots on Twitter that think, when Mo Salah posts about Christmas, he goes bad. Well, he literally scores the day after. So (laughs) Um, that's that theory out the window. And last but not least, Darwin Nunes. I'm going to talk about Nunes now because I have to be completely honest. and brutally honest. And I will be honest, right? He is annoying me at the minute, but there is a big but, right? Again, I have always been on the Darwin hype train. Everyone that's watched this channel for long enough or everyone that knows me knows that I rate this guy very, very highly. But I think today and the other day, he should have had a goal. Um, especially today, how many chances? He, so we got 1.15 xg on his own. He had four shots on four shots on target, two shots off target, uh, big chances misses four. Um so four out of eleven pass accuracy completed. So for me, Darwin Nunes today um was the first day really where I thought, okay, you've really disappointed me. And that's just normal, like it's fine for a forward to have an off game like that and not put the ball in the back of the net. Like, it, it happens. It's happened to players that are better than Darwin Nunes. And, of course, it's happened to players that are worse than Darwin Nunes. Um, but for some reason, there's this whole big thing about Darwin Nunes. And I get it. We need him to score goals. And I just said, I, I think he should have scored a goal today. But for me, the most impressive thing is the chances he's getting himself, the movement off the ball, the pace, the power the fear that he puts into defenders, all of those things are like just as important for a forward for me than everything else. And we we just have to be patient with him. And I know that's annoying, that's frustrating, because like I say, and I'll keep saying it, he should have got a goal today. He should have put at least one of those chances in the back of the net, 100%. I'm not denying that. But would you guys be more concerned if those chances, if he wasn't as quick as he is, if he didn't make defenders scared like he does? for me he's going to score soon and when he does score he's going to score more he's going to score consistently he's going to score i think he's going to get 20 goals this season and he's on nine he needs 11 more in all competitions i think he's going to do it um he creates and gets himself into such good opportunities it would be very difficult for him not to get like seven eight nine more goals to be honest and Look, 100% I understand why people are frustrated by him but let's not forget I was just talking about agendas. Most of the guys that will be on Spaces now, on Twitter now after we've won a game of football away from home, straight after the break will be burning about Nunes and he will be the main topic of conversation like oh I told you guys I was right I tried to tell you guys about Darwin Nunes but nobody listened. Well how about you just be happy that Liverpool won a game of football first of all and even though it's frustrating that he didn't put one of his chances away today, take some of the positives out of his performance because there was a lot of positives out of his performance today. Um, even at, when you look at the last goal, the way he keeps the ball in, puts it back into the danger danger area, and then it comes to Setic who puts the ball in the back of the net. It's not a goal for Laura Nunes, but the you know the contribution from him is is massive to get that goal, and. I just don't see a world where he doesn't start scoring soon. I really don't. It's like he's bubbling up and he's ready to explode. Um, but 100%, I agree. He should have scored today against City, whatever. But come on, guys, let's just try and, you know, get him through this phase. And I hope that when he does get one goal, it will definitely, you know, result in three or four more in quick succession. That's what I believe anyway. And to be honest, if we're scoring three goals in a game that we win, I'm not really bothered that we miss chances. You know, I said it before. This was the game that I prioritised over Man City in the Carabao Cup. We won the game. That's all. So happy days as far as I'm concerned. But um, let's look at Liverpool's fixtures then. Let's see what's coming up and we'll talk about it. I already know what's coming up, but let's just get it on the screen. Uh, Liverpool fixtures. Here we go. Right. Let me zoom in. Here we go, guys. Here we go. So we have Leicester City on the 30th. I don't have a ticket for that game yet. I'm going to keep trying, but it is very difficult at the minute. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. Brentford is away on the 2nd of Jan, and then we have Wolves on the 7th of Jan. And I've got tickets for that one, so that will be good. But uh, this one here, Leicester... I'm confident now. After seeing how poor Leicester were today, after seeing how negative and just how rubbish Brendan Rodgers has got those guys playing, I'm confident. At home, under the lights, on a Friday night, at Christmas time, it's got to be a win. It has to be. And I'm confident it will be. And this is the game for me where I think Darwin's going to get his goal and that's going to create a knock-on effect. I just feel it. And, you know, you guys that are sleeping on Nunes that have already given up on him, that's fine. You keep doing your tweets that are going to get likes because it's Nunes slander. You keep running your spaces, screaming down your microphone at him. But listen, I'm telling you now, Darwin Nunes will have the last laugh. And so will I, because I've always backed this guy. Frustrating that he didn't score today, of course. But if you've watched him so far and you think that this guy's not going to be classed, then there's something wrong with you because he's got all the other fundamentals of a top, top striker. It's just converting his chances. And obviously, that's the main, the main, role of a striker 100% and that's what he needs to do the most but if he's got all the other tools to do that then surely he's going to start scoring soon he has to and then if he doesn't start scoring soon if he hasn't scored in the next two or three games we'll come back and I will be very concerned but I think he's going to feast against Leicester personally that's what I think I feel it um, and then that Brentford game on the second of Jan is an absolute stinker but guys listen very quick stream today just myself on my own big up everyone in the chat everybody that showed up Uh, again I hope you all had a massive uh, a very happy Christmas and you all have a very good new year make sure you don't drink too much you know I'm drinking a copperberg right now but drink responsibly Um, and listen we'll get through this man We, we just won today hopefully we'll kick on and we'll get a few more wins on the bounce we're still in the Champions League we've got Real Madrid coming up in a few weeks time, which is going to be very exciting. And um, yeah, make sure you're following us on all social media. You can see All Things Red Pod on Twitter and All Things Red Pod on uh, Instagram. Content going up there all the time at the minute. So make sure you follow us on there. Uh, And yeah, guys, thank you for watching. Like, subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you next time. Take care.